Hi. Hi. So anyway, Chelsea, they had a chance to to go, you know, secure really a third spot in the Premier League today, and they just lay an egg. They give up a goal, almost on an own goal. Oh. Like, you know, I don't know what was going on. Speaking of laying an egg, my my beloved Boston Celtics are they might not even make the play in at this rate. They they I think they're guaranteed a play in spot. Okay, great. <laughs> I think they're guaranteed a play in spot. They're just not guaranteed a playoff spot. Yeah. Uh, hi guys. Hi everybody. This is hi. Well, this is yeah. We only talk about sports. I don't know. Sometimes we do talk. We, about sports. we almost never talk about sports. Though we probably should. We probably should have like a like a episode of the sports podcast. Yeah. Well, because this is the podcast <laughs> by dads. Yeah. For everybody. For everybody. Yeah. And I do feel like you know we we end up talking about like Marvel and sci-fi fantasy type stuff, and there is an uplifting nature and almost a um, a wide-eyed. Um, optimism that you that has resulted in a lot of these things that we talk about like a lot of movies and tv shows and things like that like um and a lot of that is sports too like you know sports we talk about things like you know oh that guy totally dealt with the adversity of whatever he was in and he overcame it yeah right that's like captain america too right you know it's 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 kind of like that you can kind of think there's a lot of parallels to it it just kind of things that make us feel good yeah, we, we talk about things as dads that we like, things that we like to share with our kids, things, mm-hmm. you know, all, all, all things that are dad in nature, which again, not, you don't have to be a dad to be into dad things by any means. In fact, I think, you know, more of you people out there that, that listen to the show that aren't dads, you need to tell us why you like dads. Yeah. Everybody has a dad in it's some true. way. Yeah. I mean, you might not, you know, you might not be around. You might have been the guy that went for cigarettes 18 years ago and you never saw him again. Yeah. This podcast is not for that person. <laughs> no, no, no. That person, that, that person, maybe not the person that went for cigarettes. Yeah. But the, but the kid that grew up with their, their this is about, this is yes, this is for the kid. Yeah. That kid this that went for cigarettes, to, that were cigarettes 18 years ago and never came back. Bleep off. Yes. Oh, wait, the kid didn't go for cigarettes. <laughs> If that kid went for cigarettes, we right. off too. Because, this is you know, for the kids, dad hey, energy. Kids don't everyone. smoke. Don't smoke. Yeah, that's a bad idea. <laughs> don't don't even vape. It's still not a good idea. I don't think it's no. Good. You don't even even. So I will say, and and you know, Michael, if you want to bleep this, smoking does look cool. <laughs> we might have to totally. Understand. This <laughs> but is vaping, not the message for our but, listener. But vaping doesn't look cool at all. It's true. That can't look cool. Yeah. You can't look cool on vaping. And smoking is definitely super bad for you. Smoking is terrible for you. It's it's not worth the looking cool part. Mm-hmm. But we did grow, you know, you and I, we grew up in an era when the cool people smoked. Fair enough. You know, and unfortunately, you know, we were brainwashed for the first 25 years of our lives. Complete dad tangent. Did anyone you know in high school uh, dip, you know, do the chew and spit it into a cup? So in high school, I played basketball. Okay. Uh, on the basketball team yeah. and we hated the baseball players now i will say that's where all the dipping chew mm-hmm. that was that group they were all hitting that really hard yeah um, they would so i had i had i knew a guy and i didn't really like him we hated him yeah. but he would con- he would combine um bubble gum the the big league chew the strips of bubble gum you remember yeah. big league chew oh yeah, yeah and he would combine that with uh with uh tobacco and then that's and weird. That. Yeah, he would combine the two wads. I guess because he because chewing tobacco, I guess, is um, bitter, mm. and you wanted that sweetness from the from the bubble gum. 
hey, listeners, don't do that. Don't do chewing. It's not, it's just not worth it. No, don't do chewing, chewing tobacco. And you know what? If you, if you chew bubble gum, like sugary yeah. bubble gum, brush your teeth afterwards. Yeah. You know, it's... chewing gum is fine as long as it's the sugar-free kind. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard that chewing gum, it could, because it doesn't, it, it, uh, it, uh, you know, makes you more saliva in your mouth. And that's yeah, healthy yeah. for you. Yeah, but anyway. And there you go. And here, this was a great example of some uh, dad advice that was given. Yeah, to dad advice. Now, what are we talking about tonight, Michael? <laughs> but, but yeah, most importantly, let's let's get to the topic at hand. <laughs> we are finishing up our series on the show WandaVision. Yes, so this is a short season. So we did, uh, this is season three of our podcast. Um, completely just arbitrary that we decided we were going to do a full rewatch on WandaVision. Um, these last nine episodes have been super fun. Well, I'm, I'm concluding this one. Um, it's been fun already. And uh, this, let's this has been seven minutes of amazing. Oh yeah, we'll we'll go into it more at the end. But this is definitely a show that you should be watching with your family. Yeah. If again they are caught up with the MCU, I don't even even need they. This might be their intro intro to the MCU. This is fine. Hmm. That would be an interesting thought. All right. Well, we'll get into that at yeah. the end. So let's do a recap. So this is a, a episode nine. This is um, they came up with some you know clever titles for all of the other episodes. You know, like you know, uh, we now rejoin our previous program and all that kind of stuff like around tv this is just the series finale yeah not the season finale it's the series finale oh yeah it's gonna be real so, awkward when they do wandavision part two yeah i wonder if they will i my guess is if they ever bring the character wanda back into another tv series like a limited tv series like this it just wouldn't be called wandavision it would be oh. a different sort of new name styled new name. show and it would be different fair enough know, they might not have vision in it or it might it might not, it, it, it might be Wanda and the Vision or something like that. Something like that. The series finale. Yeah, the series finale. So um, we talked about this last week and, and you and I spoke it when we when we originally watched the show. The last, the last episode is the real sort of emotional climax of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a little bit more of a, you know, dinamar. Yeah. The French word. Right. I'm not going to try to spell for you. But it's, uh, it's very action heavy. Um, if you're, if you're a fan of, uh, you know, fights between superheroes, this is, this is your episode of this show. It's kind of the only one that had a a lot of fights with superheroes. Yeah. So, and I think now correct me if I'm wrong, no one dies in this show. No. Yeah. No one dies at all. It's pretty interesting. That is interesting. I don't know that there's a, there's a MCU movie where no one dies. And certainly, you know, in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, there are deaths. Oh, there's deaths of plenty. There's deaths of plenty there. You know, I think I, I, I can't I can't think of another show where there wasn't somebody killed. Maybe Ant Man. Did somebody die in Ant Man? Oh yeah, no, the bad guy died. De- definitely death in Ant Man. Mm-hmm. And the bad guy killed someone. Mm-hmm. My family just watched Ant Man recently. By the way, okay. That, uh, what did they think of Ant Man? They really liked it. Okay, there you go. So. Uh, I, little hint for yes. those of you introducing your families to uh, MCU. You yes. get to Ant-Man, you're in a, you're now in for a stretch of really good movies. I do yeah. recommend skipping some of the other ones early on. Yeah, at one point we will we will we'll do like a whole recap of everything and we'll kind of talk about like what's a skip, what does kind of kind of say, okay, we we have to treat this particular movie like cough syrup. We have to watch it, yeah. but we don't have to enjoy it. You know, if you want to be playing a game while you're watching it that's fine but there's totally a few fine. sort of events that we have to you know, yeah kind of follow through on 
Anyhow, back to the plot. Yeah, so we've got Agatha versus Wanda. We've got Vision versus Vision. We've got Sword versus the Twins. Mm-hmm. We've got Darcy versus uh, Hayward, and we've got Monica versus Boner. 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 <laughs> That's not the uh, first Boner joke we're going to make this evening. Oh, it, it is uh, not. It is not. So uh, we we'll begin where we left off, uh, which is a great kind of thing when you, you begin exactly where you left yeah. off. See, you um, Agatha. She's got Agatha. Bad. Honestly. Agatha's the bad guy. Totally. Um. There, spoiler alert, there's no other bad guys. Yes. I guess it's a bad guy. Um, she's holding Wanda's children. Uh, we learn um, from Agatha that her objective is to steal Wanda's powers. Right. Because she doesn't deserve them. Right? She wants to have somebody that uh, knows what to do with them. Right. Uh, Another, this is a reoccurring theme throughout a lot of Marvel movies, especially the Thor movies. Like, are you worthy? Are you worthy of these powers? Right. So, you know, Thor can, is the only one that can hold his stamp, hammer until Captain America does it later. Yeah. Uh, which is still, I contend, the best moment in well, all of MCU. Vision also holds the hammer within that he same does. movie. He does. Second movie. Well, within so that was, Age that of was Ultron. Age of Ultron, yeah. yeah. And, but the best one, the best moment is when, when uh, Captain, my, oh. my favorite MCU moment is when Captain totally. America. Totally. It's awesome. That's great. Wasn't that a great point? Yeah. Um, so, they witch fight. There's like oh, yeah. a witch fight between the two of them. Is there a witch uh, slap in this? There might be fight? a witch slap. Hmm. Um, and I think we can say witch slap. I can't. I don't think we could say the other colloquialism. No, there's nothing wrong with a witch, witch slap. slap. There's nothing wrong with a witch, witch slap. Two witches fighting, as uh, as they often fight. Yeah, I mean, you got to fight, right? Yeah. Um, uh, Wanda throws a car at Agatha, hmm. which is kind of cool. Uh, it's not the first car that. Uh, Wanda has thrown in, in uh, Captain America Civil War. She throws several cars at, at uh, Iron Man. Yeah. Um, but uh, we do get a nice kind of Wizard of Oz kind of moment where, where Agatha is under the car. Get the feet under there. Get yeah. the feet out. And you kind of get a, you know, she killed the sister, Ruby Slippers kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, Wanda can't stop being a domestic TV mom. So she tells her, she tells her twins to, you know, Go inside, honey. Mommy's going to take care of this. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Uh, and, uh, but, you know, so she kind of, quote unquote, defeats Agatha, at least temporarily. And she's kind of, you know, scrambling to see what's happened next. And all of a sudden, there's this white vision from last episode. Yep. It's right in her face. Um, it's going to, it's, you know, got orders to uh, kill her. Because, again, Hayward, Hayward, the guy, the guy from S.W.O.R.D. is just a total jerk. Yeah. We hate that guy. Yeah, he might be the real villain. He's. I mean, Agatha's really bad too. Uh, Agatha's also bad. Second yeah. bad. Um, fortunately, the good Red Vision arrives and knocks him a, knocks him off screen for a little for a second. Yeah. Big, you know, it's a vision fight. <laughs> yeah. Vision on vision fighting. It's vision on vision. Uh, so yeah. So uh, and then then we have like a little Wanda Vision reunion, the two of mm-hmm. them, because we haven't actually seen the two of them in about three episodes. No, not at all. They, they've been separated for a bit. So uh, there's lots of mid-air fights yeah. coming up. So um, this, and I think this might be the best episode of mid-air fights in a TV show ever. Yeah, it's a very limited set of things. Yeah, so, and we've, but, but we've also had, I will point out, at least three Superman TV shows. Okay, let's, 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 let's count them out. So you got your Lois and Clark. Yes, you got your Lois and Clark. You've got Smallville. Mm. 
Yep. And isn't there a new one? Isn't there Clark and Lois now? There's a Clark and Lois show. And yeah. you see two super, a very similar, a Superman on Superman fight during the Crisis on Infinite Earths uh, CW crossover. <laughs> so okay. th this was on like either Supergirl. I don't know the difference between them. Or, or the, the Flash, Flash or all these things. So or there's been lots Legends of, of Tomorrow. Yeah, one of those okay, shows. So there's been lots of fights midair. Okay, they, so they did their best with their budget. This is like a movie budget closer to it. Than, oh yeah, uh, this, those this shows. was like a hundred million dollar budget show. Yeah, um, we've got your greatest American hero from yep. like the early '80s, which is um, really one of the best uh, theme songs of all time. So I showed we an episode of this was on while we were on vacation. The kids watch it, really like that theme song. That theme song mm -hmm. does hold up for kids who have no nostalgia for it. Yeah, episode starts. And they're laughing for the wrong reasons. <laughs> they're right. like, oh, his superpowers, he turns invisible. He's obviously just not on camera. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. <laughs> One of the great uh, recurring jokes in that show too is like, he's like, it's a, he's like a teacher or something. Yeah. And he becomes a superhero with just a super suit. Yeah. And he can't land. He, he can he fly great, but he can never land. And the way they show him landing is he just runs in from off screen and like, oh. Right. And, and then a pretzel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's great. Uh, I, I, I can't tell you that it holds up. It does not. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it doesn't. Yeah. But um, the theme song, look up, guys, I'm not going to sing it for you, but uh, the greatest American uh, hero theme song, it's fire. Oh, yeah. Um, we, had a, we had a helicopter show in the mid 80s called uh, Airwolf. Reusing the same footage every single episode of that helicopter, plane. right? Which is which is why I'm putting WandaVision as a as a higher level. Of, yeah, I uh, think that that's fighting. a little better. You can only see those um, things explode so many times. We've had two Battlestar Galactica shows. Yeah, and I'm not even going to bother to count all the Star Trek shows that we have. Now maybe maybe those aren't aerial; they're space. Yeah, but still, you do use the same technology for everything. Fair enough. Yeah. And and Star Trek has never been about sort of the battles in the air. No, they they're like ships, like old time navy ships, like very yeah, slow, slow moving. They almost can't turn, and just like laser beams firing at one another. Something was invisible, and then something turns not invisible, and then that's when. Well, the, Star Trek's not about the fights, though. It's supposed yeah, to be about the non-fights. And there's been now the one Star Wars show, True. Mandalorian. Fair enough. Yeah, which it might have been pretty good, sort of action scenes in this. There was one it. notable space fight in Mandalorian, right? right? And that was pretty good. Here's it was the definitely thing good. about here's the thing about Star Star Wars lasers. Mm -hmm. Why do they move so slow? Why? Yeah, why the can they track that, it? Yeah. Why can your eyes follow it? Right. You have these photon things that fly through the air mm -hmm. or space. Um, I don't see bullets fly unless True. i'm watching the matrix right right and bullets, lasers yeah in 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 the cinematic universes bullets are faster than lasers right lasers should every literally, time you fire one of those lasers yeah. you see the thing go and then it hits somebody should literally be the speed of light <laughs> it should yeah and and no one dodges them true and they're not very accurate because no stormtrooper has ever hit anything hmm Think about that for a minute, guys. Maybe that's why the this uh, witch on witch and vision on vision fight is more entertaining. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. So anyway, so we learn, back to the show, we learn that uh, Monica, remember Monica? Mm -hmm. It's been like two two episodes since we've seen her at the end, where she's like captured by uh, Fietro. 
yeah. fake, the fake Pietro. Okay, she's being held by him. Um, and and we learn that he's Mephisto, right? Finally. Oh, no. Oh, no, no. no. It's not Mephisto. There's no Mephisto. Um, he's actually a guy named Ralph Boner. Ah. <laughs> uh. Good old um, just he's just a neighbor. He's playing a role and he's being manipulated by Agatha. Yeah. And his name is Boner. Classic. Boner. Just like the Growing Pains character named Boner. I know. And it's a shame that we didn't have this sort of joke reveal itself late, earlier. Now, do you know in the show, in the canon of Growing Pains, why is why is he called Boner? Because Alan Thicke asks him this at one point. That's an excellent po- question. And I do not know the answer. He says his real name is... Sylvester Stabone. Stabone, Sylvester Stabone. I love that. And it gets a big laugh. And now and he goes, I remember. Who that. Now I remember that. <laughs> did you, uh, just as a complete aside, this is a dad side. Um, did you know that Alan Thicke is the composer of a whole heck of a lot of really classic TV show theme songs? Oh. So, like, he wrote the Growing Pains theme. That's a, a banger. Totally. Uh, he wrote The Facts of Life. Oh, also awesome. Take yeah. the good, take the bad. And, I love and that a couple one. of others. Yeah. If you guys get a, a RIP Alan Thick, mm-hmm. um, he's a he was a really funny guy too. Like just a really like, you know, um, father of Robin Thick. Yeah. A pop star. A little um, problematic, but you know. Maybe a little problematic, but Alan Thick was just nothing Alan wrong Thicke. with Alan Thick. Yeah. You know, classic Canadian, loved hockey. Um, oh, rest in peace, Alan Thick. RIP. Those are some of my favorite theme songs of all time. The 80s theme songs were great. Yeah. And he wrote and he wrote, I think he wrote about five famous theme songs that you guys know. You guys can look it up. I'm not gonna look it up for you because yeah. that's not what we do here at Dad Pod. No, we don't do stuff like that. Um, again, as another aside, if you listen on a streaming service of your choice to the WandaVision soundtrack, you'll get all of the theme song versions that they did for WandaVision. Those are all awesome. <laughs> They're really yeah. fun to listen to. They 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 capture the error so well. And uh, it's just like something else. Like they're executed really well. They're actually like I can hear them in my head right now. They're they're memorable. Yeah. Somebody needs to do a deep dive on how why scores and songs you know that, that are put into movies um, just make and TV shows make them so much better than they are. Yeah. Like like uh, you know at some point we're probably going to talk about the 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 Snyder cut whenever you finished it. Um, <laughs> I can't get it, through it, which, but yes, which eventually. is not which is not good. And That's part of that problem is like the music is just, I have no idea what they're go- what it, what he was going for. Yeah, like it's you know at one point you will hear something that's just like this epic you know thing, and then the next scene it's like this grungy heavy metalish kind of, and mm-hmm. it's just like none of it sort of fits and flows together. It's just like it's almost like a different person. I, I wonder if Zack Snyder has like multiple personality disorder. Hmm. Because like every scene does d- different than a, not the next than the previous one, and it just doesn't really flow together. Unclear. Um, yeah, I, I don't really know that. I realize a lot of people enjoy the Snyder Cut. I'm not one. Of, I'm, I will probably finish it only because I've started it. Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> I watched it all on a sick day. Yeah, I, I, I might do migraine, that. and it was terrible. I I, I might have that. Uh, I'm gonna get my second shot. I have the day off already. <laughs> I, I, that's the day that I'd, I'll watch it. Okay. So, I, I, rec- I, rec- I don't recommend it, but yeah, I, 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 did, I did also tell you that you had to. Uh, I guess I got <laughs> to finish this stupid thing. All right. Fair enough. Anyhow, WandaVision soundtrack. Listen to it. Yeah. So uh, back to uh, the show. Uh, Monica is able to uh, overpower Boner. Yep. 
um, and she is able to join the fight outside. So she yeah. she arrives outside. Um, so Wanda and Agatha are still sort of uh, battling one another. Uh, the visions are off fighting each other. We don't we don't get to see them just yet. Double um, yeah. uh, One of the things that Agatha does is she undoes all of the uh, uh, the mind control that yep. that Wanda had done on the citizens of Westview. So um, Wanda is able to see how awful this world is for everybody else that's living in it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, 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 no. It, it wasn't my intention. It was kind of, I just, you all are happy. And they're like, no, this is terrible. This is awful. Um, it's a pretty dark scene, I think. Yeah, it's maybe one of the darkest ones in MCU, I'll say. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it goes beyond, like, a character dying. Because this, this is having their whole personality taken from them. They were forced into these roles. Right. And it's, it's actually is really sad. I'm going to say like, yeah. And Wanda didn't see this before because she's just controlling them. And I think one of the reasons why it's sad, and this is not the way that we necessarily think about um, tragedies and wrongdoing and things like that, but it's the moment where Wanda realizes that what she's been doing is wrong. Yeah. It's, um, and she realizes the, the, and the gravity of what she's doing. Mm-hmm. She thought she was giving everybody this ideal world that she was created for herself. Yep. And a lot of ways she put herself under this, um, this umbrella of ignorance, yeah. right? Um, where, oh, everybody's happy. Yeah. And, but everybody had this personality underneath this character that they're playing where it's like, oh my gosh, I can't get out of this. How do I how do I get out of this? I'm trapped inside myself. Yeah, it, it's referenced at times like where are my kids? Like they had lives, they had people in their lives that they want to see, and they right. haven't been able to do it. They've had to enact these parts. Right. So, uh, so, so Wanda's so distressed, she opens up a hole in the barrier. Yeah. And a bunch of people are able to sort of spill out. Um, unfortunately, the sword dudes, the bad guys, are still outside, and they are able to come in. What a bunch of jerks! Yeah, but, you know, jerks is the right word. Yeah. If uh, is... if this weren't a family friendly uh, podcast, we'd probably have other words for them. We are not getting that little e explicit tag on this. <laughs> no, maybe one day we will have an explicit episode. Possibly, yeah. Just for funsies. Yeah. But that is not today. No. Okay. Um, this is this is one of my favorite moments of the entire show. This this little line that she has. Yeah. Um, but uh, so. In one of her best moments as a mom, uh, Wanda goes over to her kids and says, boys, handle the military. Mommy will be right back. Yeah, it's so great. (laughs) And I don't know if there's another superhero movie moment. Like this is a, you know, there might've been some weird jokey thing, but this this is superhero mom. Yeah, this came out, I mean, this is complete other, here's another dad side. Um, this is a this is a line and sort of a, a piece that you would have expected to come out of something like The Incredibles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and it could have uh, totally. Yeah, yeah, and um, and it's and it's a line that should sort of inform a future Fast Fantastic Four mm-hmm. project um, because the Fantastic Four is supposed to be a you know kind of a domestic superhero group, right? They are supposed to be the first family of, of, of comics. So that would be kind of the kind of the kind of style and the kind of um, 
uh, interaction that you'd hope to see in something like that. Yeah, we here at Dad Pods really applaud this line. This is <laughs> this yeah. is our kind of humor. <laughs> this is our kind of humor. Boys handle the military. Mommy will be right back. So it's great. great. It's yeah. great. So uh, so the boys they fight sword, uh, and uh, they they get Monica's help. Monica Rambo, uh, who we probably should be start calling Photon, maybe. Yeah. So uh, they don't call her Photon. They never refer to it at in the show, but we know it's Photon from the comics. Just like, just like three years ago, we were calling Wanda the Scarlet Witch, even though they weren't calling her the Scarlet Witch. Yeah, we only heard Scarlet Witch last episode, but yeah, you know, we know who this is. Yeah. So it's Photon. Um, and she apparently can't be shot anymore, which is awesome. It's good, it's good so they shoot at her and like it just the bullets sort of like go through her and then fall yeah. down or something or yeah. phase into something different. So she's got some cool powers. Right. They're undefined and weird, but cool. Yeah. Nonetheless. Yeah. So uh, we get these. Uh, so we go back to uh, the classic. Uh, and this might be arguably the most famous bit from certainly this episode and maybe mm -hmm. maybe the, the series. So we get vision on vision. Yeah. White on so we red. Got, Red, white on red so we got uh, them fighting and then they're you know um so red vision brings up to white vision because white vision has orders and programming yes to to kill wanda because that's what his programming is well and to kill the vision to kill and to kill the vision too yeah um so red vision brings up the ship of theseus Okay, and now Which, is the time when we need a philosophy major. Yes. Where can we find So one? I have a degree in philosophy, guys. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, so I have. I, I not only have a, a BA in philosophy, but I've got some graduate work in philosophy. Oh. So, um, uh, so the ship of Theseus. So it's a philosophical problem, and it's basically about personal identity. So, and, you know, this is, a, this is an old reference. This goes back, you know, when, when ships were named after Theseus. Uh, so the idea of a ship, you, you know, it's made of, you know, a thousand or, you know, 10,000 uh, pieces of lumber, right? right. An old timey ship with sails, right? And as, as that ship, you know, does its travels, tr ships are, you know, built and designed to, you know, withstand many, many years of traveling the seas, right? You don't want to build a ship for every, uh, for every uh, trip that you take. Mm -mm. And as these pieces of lumber rot and and uh, are damaged. You have to replace them. So that's what you do. Yep. So over the course of a ship's life, chances are every piece of lumber is going to be replaced. At what point? But you continue to call that ship Theseus if you right. named it Theseus in the first place. At what point, or does it ever change its identity? Is it a completely new ship? 10 years down the line when all the pieces of lumber have been replaced. Right. And that's the idea with vision. So um, the white vision is not the original vision that was created. White, by white vision's like, Alfred. I don't have the mind stone, so I'm not vision. Right. Um, the red vision is not the original vision because he's just a figment of, of, uh, of Wanda's imagination. Not a figment, but a, right. a manifestation of Wanda's yes. imagination. We'll get into exactly what red vision is a little later. Bit. But the point is, yeah, even though Red Vision has more of the personality of Vision, Red Vision he doesn't is not have Vision. any of the parts. Yep. And, and, and White Vision doesn't have all the parts either. Yep, no one has it. A couple of the parts, yep. but many of those parts have been destroyed. 
Mm-hmm. Most of uh, the vision's power came from the Mind Stone and True. and 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 Jarvis, mm-hmm. and Jarvis is no longer there either. Nope, right? totally gone, totally gone. So uh, he confounds the White Vision, mm-hmm. and White Vision just kind of flies off in a, <laughs> in, a, in a in a philosophical ennui. <laughs> I think we would describe it. That that's the best. Like mm-hmm. this, this is like a. a People often bring up this idea of like, how would you defeat a superior artificial intelligence? And, you know, you, you bring up this kinds of questions like, could God ever make a sandwich so big that even he could not consume it or something yeah. like that? And uh, that this is this is Red Vision doing that to White Vision. And I love it. I love that he just like flies off. He's like, oh, crap. I can't, <laughs> I can't handle this. It's like, okay, I don't want to deal with this right now. Yeah. My programming can't handle it. Now, as we talk about the episode, like, reactions to this episode were a little mixed i definitely love it yeah but everyone was in consensus of loving this part (laughs) yeah so So in line with the character it's a it's a it's a it's a thousand year old problem i mean thousands of years old problem i think it it does date back to the ancient greeks it's probably aristotle or plato that came up with this particular issue or one of their contemporaries and it's one that's always confounded people like you know we could contemporize it and say you know, the, it's the uh, 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 teleporter problem, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So like a, like, a, like a sci-fi teleporter, like on Star Trek. It doesn't actually move you from one place to the other. It actually just takes right. other atoms that and are And makes up and, and, and duplicates you. Right. Um, if you've ever seen the movie The Prestige mm-hmm. with uh, Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale, it's an excellent movie. It's also excellent rewatch. Watched it with my kid the other day. Um, you know, he basically, they have like a duplicator machine and Hugh Jackman has to kill himself basically every time because he doesn't want this, you know, dupe double of himself walking around. And there's this big question about which, like, which one's Hugh Jackman, right? Or which one, well, I can't remember the name. So. Yeah. <clears throat> but, um, so the, the problem of personal identity and like, who, who are you? Right. Because every person, and, and that's the, and this, this is the deeper philosophical problem. Every person, as you go through life, you think of yourself as the same person that you were when you were born. Right. Well, you are a completely different set of cells and physical matter. Right. That, Every this... piece of that, except for maybe a few brain cells, are completely replaced. And, and, and... Yeah, they, they say every seven years, your cells replace, right? Like that's, that's the, the math behind it. So the ship of Theseus like is a real problem. Oh, the ship of Theseus. And it's unsolved, which is the, the, the really interesting part about it. Yeah. Like no one has a, I mean, you can have answers to it and say like a lot of the, the old timey answers were, I was like, oh, well, I am not my physical self. Yeah. I am some sort of incorporeal soul that is somehow attached to my body. In That's a cop out, man. <laughs> it's a cop out, but it's also the religious answer. Like, like, like because sure. these, these questions then sort of do result into like, okay, how do you feel about, eternal life or how do you feel about god or how do you feel about you know um what the the bible tells you or some other religious text tells you about who you are so if if i recall correctly red vision also introduces another part of the ship of theseus of like okay you replaced every board of the original ship because they were rotting what if you could somehow also revive remove the rot from those original boards but so you've if you claim that the, the original, which has had all its parts removed, is still original ship of Theseus, what if all of the rot was removed and you put those back together? 
Right. Is that not also Theseus, the ship of Theseus? Yeah. You have two ships. And I think in, in that in that analogy, the the rot is the are the experiences and mm-hmm. you know traumas and loves and every experience that you might have as a being, as a ship or as a vision. And that that's that's what Red Vision's arguing. Like, yeah. All right. So who, who do you count? Which one of us is actually vision? Yeah. And I love that he does it and uh, confounds white vision. Yeah. So white vision goes away. So, uh, you know, vision is um, able to come back and help Wanda mm-hmm. uh, fight Agatha. But uh, Agatha says, you know what? I need to do this by myself because that's what people do in superhero movies. Yeah. Wanda does that. Yeah. Um, so if you remember from the last episode, uh, if, if you're a clever witch, you're able to set up these rooms around other witches mm-hmm. and they're your rooms, right? And you can then block the power from another witch. Right. So Wanda and uh, Agatha are up in the sky, you know, like 30 or 40 feet up in the sky fighting each other with, with witch power. And Wanda keeps like intentionally missing uh, Agatha with right. um, blasts from her magic, whatever. But what she's actually doing is she she's creating around Agatha this circle of of rooms that's blocking Agatha from using Agatha's powers. Right. So Agatha thinks she's one. It, it looks like she's one. She's using yeah her because purple because power. Wanda looks all weakened and and all gross. Wanda's faking though. Yeah, Wanda's faking. It's a it's a wink. Yeah, Wanda fake. Yeah. Um. So uh. So she so she defeats Agatha. She basically says to Agatha, and she she turns Agatha back into Agnes, mm-hmm. um, you know the the kind of the cheery neighbor. Uh, right before that, you know Agatha's like, you know, you need me to teach you how to do all this magic stuff, and uh, you know Wanda says to her, "If I need you, I know where to find you." Yeah, <laughs> which is pretty uh, pretty brutal. Right now, now I will say at this point in time, there was a large part of time where I thought. Agatha might end up being a friend. Not, I didn't know that they were going to end in this big fight yeah. in this episode. Well, and in, 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 in the comics, she tends to be a little bit more of a mentor sort of friend of Agatha. Right. I, I mean, Wanda. And uh, that might happen eventually. Who knows? Yeah. And I kind of hope it does. So yeah, they alluded to it. It would be a shame if Catherine Hahn is this, that's it for her. Yeah. That, I feel like they have to bring her back. Uh, they, they kind of hinted at it in the beginning of the last episode when the flashback to Agnes's time to Salem which which trial she said like you know I can be good just I just need to be taught mm-hmm. and then her mother refuses to do that so I feel like they've opened the door yeah you know just like also in that episode eight Agatha's the one that brings Wanda to confront her grief she's mm-hmm. she makes her do it you know, for somewhat selfish reasons but she actually sure. does bring her to where she needs to go yeah um my uh, my prediction is that we are going to see them yeah. in a show and it's going to be something like uh you know a spirit kind of guide kind of situation where she guides her down some sort of you know magical uh quest sure yeah but anyway uh we still have a few more minutes to discuss this yep. uh uh so uh jimmy woo got the fbi involved mm-hmm. they're back Jimmy Woo's back. Uh, we don't get to see much of Jimmy Woo and uh, Darcy, unfortunately, in this episode. Yeah. Uh, not enough. 
I feel like we've missed them the last few episodes. I, I still want a spinoff with the two of them where totally. they just go out and solve crimes, just the great. two of them together. I, yeah. I, I would pay to watch that. Um, uh, Hayward thinks that he's going to, you know, defeat everybody by getting into a truck and driving away. Uh, and Darcy's like, no, 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 no. So she, dr- she drives the uh, funnel, funnel cake truck into that <laughs> truck. As it every stops good, good hero does. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she's got a great line. I think it's her only line in the last maybe two episodes. It's, uh, have fun in prison. Oh, Darcy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I miss them. But uh, so, and so here starts reconciliation, or at least mm-hmm. the start of reconciliation, which is what I just said. Uh, Wanda feels like she needs to set these things right. Um so she's gonna say goodbye to her family. She's she removing. She's removing the dome, which undoing the dome, undoing all the magic that she had done. Right, and we see why it was important that Wanda saw the impact of her actions on people. She knows she can't keep this up. Like she's having right. a negative effect on the good people of Westview. As much as she just wants, all she wanted was to bring to sort of end her grief, yeah, and bring back vision. So the next the next five or ten minutes of this show. I don't know that this podcast will have the same kind of effect, but this is where you pull out the tissues. Yeah. Right. So, um, so the reality in Westview is returning to its natural state. So we get to see just, it's a normal town in New Jersey, no longer this idyllic uh, 1950s, 60s, 70s sitcom uh, uh, town. Um, Wanda, Vision, and uh, the twins, they go back to their home. Uh, we, we see, you know, rotating sort of, the, the, the dome is sort of shrinking in in the sort of the same way that it was shrinking out before. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going pretty fast, but it's taking its time yeah. to get to actually uh, the source, which is Wanda. Um, so uh, our sitcom parents, Wanda and Vision, they tuck, uh, they tuck the twins into bed. Uh, and they have a really sweet um, moment because I think both she... Wanda and Vision both know that it's coming to end. Wanda's aware. I mean, Vision's aware that it's like everything's ending. The boys, I think, are are in the dark a little bit. Yeah. Um, but certainly Wanda knows and Vision knows. So it's it, every sort of moment is sort of tinged with bittersweet melancholy. And we, the audience, we understand. And we, and we understand what's happening. Yeah. So it's, it's heartbreaking. Um, and she says to the boys, boys, thank you for choosing me. To be your mom, which I think which, is an interesting uh, phrase, phrasing. Yeah, and it, it's that's the kind of line. Like in my family, like my wife has said that to the kids, and the kids sort of roll their eyes. Right. But it, it it rings. It's there's a lot of truth in that. Like you, you know, kids also like, I don't have a choice. But like, well, it's not entirely true. You know, the mm-hmm. kids they play their part. You, you're as a parent, you're happy. To play that mm-hmm. part you know that's even though it's it's a, obviously it's a pain sometimes and we've seen this in the show too but that's there's obviously so much joy in it too mm-hmm. so uh so they close the door on the on the boys and that's the last we see of them uh and then we have our final scene with vision um vision finally gets to sort of ask wanda what he is what's what's the nature of his existence because i think it's it's clearly been something that's uh that's been nagging him for several episodes, yep. probably dating back to the fifties. Yeah. He doesn't know. He doesn't remember any of his past. Um, 
he's uh, a little, he's been in the dark. Uh, and I'm just going to read some quotes because uh, what I could say about it is no, it's, it pales in the comparison to what, what she says. So uh, Wanda says, you, Vision, are the piece of my mind stone that lives in me, a piece of the mind stone that lives in me. You are a body of wires and blood and bone that I created. You are my sadness and my hope, but mostly you're my love. Um, and then Vision returns, I've been a voice with no body, a body but not human, and now a memory made real. Who knows what I might be next? We have said goodbye before, so it stands to reason. And then Wanda interjects, we'll say hello again. And then he says, so long, darling. Great. And that's, and that's it. No, and no, no, no. You're crying, Michael. Oh, I'm totally crying. Like when I watched <laughs> this, I was legit crying. Like, oh yeah. I mean, I cry at everything. I will, I will tell you guys right now. But this, this is a total dad mission, but I cry at the drama. Oh yeah. It, it, this, this one really stuck with like that. If you're not affected by this, this is for all the people that said like, oh, you're just not human. Pointing, um, yeah, you really aren't human because like if that if that didn't rank in all time TV, yeah, like high point like that that's that was really powerful and uh, yeah. that's what the whole thing was about in the end. Yep. Mm -hmm. So uh, the barrier retracts totally, and Wanda is now alone, back in her empty lot. Um, she walks through town in the standard uh, uh, Marvel superhero um, incognito mode, where she's just in a hoodie mm -hmm. with uh, uh, you know walking around. But people recognize her and they realize, oh, she's the you know witch that's been doing this to us. And yep. she gets some she gets some glances that aren't particularly friendly. Uh, she meets Monica. Who Monica's still very understanding of what Wanda's going through. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, Wanda does have like a mention that she doesn't really understand her powers, uh, but that she wants to and that she's going to. Uh, and then she flies away. Yeah. And now for the Monica line, I've heard some people say that this is the show absolving Wanda of her sins. That I wholeheartedly disagree with. Like, yes, oh. Monica says that. Just because a character that we consider a hero says that doesn't mean that everything is undone. Well, and it, just because Monica is able to empathize and understand yeah. doesn't mean that she excuses it. Yeah, that I don't. I never saw that at all. And I feel like yeah. that's a very reductive way of putting the episodes. Like, oh, all is forgiven. It's like, too simplistic. It's just yeah. too black and white. And I think the show has shown that it's com it's a complete. Yeah. in more ways than one a complete spectrum of colors right right it's not just good and evil it's complete uh there's a there's a there's a there is a spectrum there is a an understanding that right and and so you know the opinions of monica need not reflect you know you the audience's opinions of the characters and what's happened sure. well and i think it's 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 human to understand the pain that wanda went through right Grief that she has and understanding it's like oh i can see because everybody out there has done something stupid mm -hmm. um, or wrong in a moment of weakness when they were sad or they were angry yeah. or they were inebriated or they were sure. um you know they were ignorant um it's 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 not to say that there's no consequences yeah it's still wrong <laughs> oh yeah it's still wrong 
And Wanda has consequences. That's the thing about this. Yeah. She got like she had tremendous amount of grief that manifested itself because of her power. I mean, she had to destroy her husband and children. Yeah. <laughs> which is gonna give her more grief. Right. Right. And she's gotta live with that. Now there might not be like, you know, you know legal consequences right but those are not the the interesting consequences yeah it, and they very often aren't especially when we talk about super like we've already gone through this i think we, we went through this with civil war where like what's mm-hmm. what's legal versus what's right is different what's right you know our our views on things aren't need not be beholden to that and so i feel like that's really ignoring granted you know whatever you want to watch and what if you like an episode or not, that's not necessarily for me to say. I do think that that take is just wrong. It's just, it's very much ignoring what was on screen. Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, so she flies away. I mean, we could talk a little bit about the, the costume. It's much more classic Wanda costume that yeah. she creates magically. And that's fine. Um, but I'm not going to. Okay. <laughs> um, so we have a couple of post credit scenes, which is a staple of, of, you know the end of marvel things mm-hmm. uh uh basically the, the first part is uh monica and a uh scroll uh sword member or fbi member or something like that yeah it looks like a, a, a fbi member but it turns out yeah. to be a scroll yeah and basically it's just a it's just setting up the future probably captain marvel project and we've gotten the title for that it's now which uh, is called now marvels marvels yep yeah uh or it could be there also is a TV show called The Secret Invasion that's also coming up for Disney Plus, um, and that's going to be Scrolls, you know, secretly invading the, the the world. So it could be that too, or mm-hmm. in a, or or also or or that. You know. Sure. Um, the part two is uh you know Wanda is up somewhere in like the Swiss Alps or something like that. Yeah. Lovely bucolic mountain scene where she's in a little cabin drinking probably chamomile tea or something hmm. um but then we get to see a second Mar- uh wanda full decked out in the costume on her astral plane where she's reading the dark hold now we didn't talk about the dark hold um we might have mentioned it last week it's a magic book uh, agatha had it yeah uh it has popped up a couple of times in mcu properties that aren't necessarily uh canon mcu it's it's popped up in agents of shield it's also popped up in the Cloak and Dagger show, which I have not seen. Mm. It did pop up in Doctor Strange. It's alluded to in Doctor Strange. Right. So it, it is canon that they, they talk about one book that was stolen. Right. That, that is supposed to be the Darkhold. Right. So it's, a, it's, a, it's like a book of magic spells. Um, so she's reading through this on her astral plane. So she's learning about magic, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and then she hears her, uh, her uh, kids call out for help. So is this... Is this the multiverse? Is this Mephisto finally? It's totally Mephisto. It's got to be Mephisto. Yeah. If, if we've learned anything, it's all so, Mephisto. It's always Mephisto. That's the answer for every villain from now on. Yes. Yes. All right. So we did it. So we have, we have, we have, we have, we recapped it. Um, so let's, let's do some overarching stuff. So what are we, what are our thoughts? General. Uh, this is a really good show. <laughs> this one, I, I do wonder if you could introduce someone to just this show without having seen the MCU and then go backwards to appreciate everything. You know, I mentioned that early in the, this episode and I'm, I'm starting to think that I was probably wrong. You probably have to have some, 
idea of who Wanda was beforehand. I think you need that and, pain. And you need to have the, that mystery. Because if you start off pain, yeah. and watch and like, okay, it's just Wanda and this vision guy. You're not going to like the first a... few episodes. You'd have to have, if you were going to do that, you'd have to have maybe episode eight mm-hmm. come earlier. Yeah. You'd have to have that, or some of those flashbacks would be have to be interspersed. Yeah, I, I don't right. think that's the way to go. I think he, the best way is... The, the as we also it. yeah as the way we saw it. and and we need to and we need to understand that this is a sh- this is a show that clearly comes in line with the mcu is in general yeah you know it can be standalone and it can have its own sort of internal structure but it but it does it, it's a continuation of the story right so what do we think of wanda at this point we talked about this a little bit well she's not a hero i wholeheartedly agree (laughs) and we need to not talk about her as a hero she's done some pretty bad things she's done some really bad things um and you know not just in this i mean she she started out as a terrorist right we can we can go back to that whether she was you know justified in that is 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 irrelevant or as we talked about is if you can have empathy for the character that's great but there's still consequences to what the character does (laughs) and 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 the, the the consequences that we do need to to address are the fact that she's done some bad things. Yes, she took away she took away the free will of an entire town in New Jersey for <laughs> I don't know two weeks, three yeah, weeks, yeah. something like that. Now, now to be fair, it is New Jersey. It is New Jersey. Okay, so it's all justified now. Okay, now we're now we're cool. But yeah, I, I, I think uh, whatever we think of her, like you know, I don't know if the MC, the MCU might just do a thing like the president gave her a pardon or whatever that that might happen but it doesn't mean what she did wasn't wrong like it's definitely wrong and i think we should we can have a lot of empathy for what we saw especially through episode eight what she went through and we understand it uh well i mean think about even even prisoners mm -hmm. that have done awful awful things you know we still care about things like you know we don't want to just starve them Exactly. Right. Yeah. So we want them to tr- be treated with a modicum of humanity. Right. You know, we do take away their freedom mostly because, and it's maybe this is my understanding and view on on justice, but it's not necessarily all about the punishment that they deserve, but it's protecting the safety of others. Right. Right. So these people have proven that they can't control themselves. We're going to put them in this cage so they can't hurt anybody else yeah allegedly that's yeah that's 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 one way to look at it right right? i mean that's kind of the way i like to look at it maybe i'm wrong but um you know wanda probably does and to her credit at the end she has isolated herself yep um that's probably what she needs to do right uh what did this show do for marvel that's a really good question because this is, I think, the first sort of, and we talked about this, we talked about this almost every week. It's a character study. Yeah. This isn't, we had, you know, some, you know, air fights today yeah. in this episode. Air fights aren't but the important thing, though. That wasn't, yeah, we kind of glossed over them. You know, we talked more about Airwolf. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> This is uh, this is a character yeah. study. This is the, not... the the important things happened in episode eight, which was all about the character of Wanda, and then that end part 
Wanda saying goodbye to what she constructed, like right. that realization that what she was doing was wrong, that she has to give it up as painful as it is. And we see exactly how painful it is in that scene. Right. And, you know, we, uh, we talked about this um, before, you know, there are, there are seven classic stages of grief. Of yeah. grief. There's a uh, shock and denial. Mm -hmm. There's pain and guilt. There's anger and bargaining. There's depression. There's, uh, you know, the, the upward turn, which is sometimes has other, has other, um, uh, like acceptance or acceptance or, and yeah. then, and well, bargaining and then ultimately acceptance. So actually five yeah. stages, I'm sorry. Yeah. So it's denial, anger, depression, bargaining and acceptance. Yeah. Um, and there's up and down, ups and downs through all right. of it. And, you know, often when we, when we talk about this stuff, it's, it's, you ex when you're outside looking in at something else, um, you don't necessarily expect it to go the way it goes. This is not, this is, wasn't linear. This isn't even wasn't mm -hmm. curved. There's like twists and turns in, in her, um, her, her grief um, just throughout this show. And this is only like a, a two week period probably <laughs> right, right. Of, of, of what she had done. So, yeah, I mean, if you think about, if you think about like the road to recovery from a trauma as being a uh, kind of a, just a, a straight line, right? Um, she didn't get to the end in a straight line. She took lots no. of curves along the way. Yeah. There was lots of turns. She took a couple U-turns. She, uh, she went back the way she came. She went on tangents first. It wasn't a direct line, but I think she dealt, uh, does ultimately get to acceptance. Yeah, I, I think that's, if anything else, that's super clear at the end of this this mm -hmm. series. Yeah, and so thinking about her her power and her responsibility, that's where you get when we talked about like you know when you talk about the classic superheroes. I even sort of mentioned a lot of the words like this this the Spider Man. Um, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. Mm -hmm. You get lots of that sort of same sort of way of thinking with someone like Superman or Captain America or even Batman, um, though he's got some different rules on how yeah. he deals with things. But, you know, Wanda didn't ask for the power. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She volunteered for the, for the, for the exp experimentations, but she didn't ask for the magic that she has. She didn't ask for this great power. And she suffers all these grieves and much of the acting out that she had is, is involuntary. Um, and it's, it's akin to somebody suffering a trauma, you know, major trauma and, you know, getting addicted to alcohol or drugs. Right. Right. You know, like if, if random person off the street has all of the tragedies in her life that she had and they end up you know wrapping their car around a telephone pole because they were driving inebriated i didn't know i didn't say that correctly yeah maybe but, because you're inebriated <laughs> but inebriated um we wouldn't necessarily we, we would have some empathy for them right right we would certainly blame them for getting behind the wheel of a car yeah. while drunk 
And we would certainly, I blame Wanda for taking away the freedom of everybody in Westview and creating this, this alternate reality. Yeah. But I can empathize with it. I can, I can, I can feel her pain and I, I think she needs help. Yep. <laughs> I think <laughs> so to wrap it around, to, like basically the last thing we saw from Marvel was uh, Endgame. It, there was a there was a spider-man movie but like i think the thing you're gonna remember is endgame so we went super big and epic world altering and then you go super small yeah. a character study of one person and talk about those consequences granted there was a town as well but like yeah. really it's about one person yeah and, and and we should talk a little bit about white male privilege for just a minute um because we both have also seen uh, the entirety of the Falcon and Winter Soldier, which we also mm -hmm. really liked. Yep. But Bucky is also like a villain. Oh, who totally. Gets, like this full um, pardon by the government. He also has like court appointed like psychiatry and therapy. <laughs> True. Wanda should have that. <laughs> that would have made a lot of sense. <laughs> that would have been great for her. Yeah. Have somebody to talk to. Yeah. I and think just that to talk about helped. all this stuff rather than creating a, an alternate reality. Yeah, she'd have been much better off with, with treatment versus you know whatever she got, which was you know, kind of just the runaround. Yeah, and uh, you know, Winter Soldier is not even as powerful as Wanda, and they, they no. sort of let her go. No. And he killed way many more people. So many more. <laughs> so so many more. Yeah. yeah. There you go. That's yeah. <laughs> uh, so what does this show do for franchise storytelling? Well, it certainly opens it up. Yeah, a lot more. I I totally think so. I, I think people dismiss that many times during the course of this show. People dismiss this in lots of ways. So the first time I saw a really big dismissal was like, you know, it was Agatha all along, and people immediately went, "Oh, see, now it's back to the regular Marvel thing." Or we mm -hmm. even got that in episode three. Oh, it's back to that. Mm -hmm. Making judgment before the show was even done. Yeah. Uh, you don't, I don't think you get to appreciate this unless you have all of that backstory of all of the other movies and, you know, the little bits and pieces you see of Wanda and understanding the scope of the world. Well, I think there's a reason why it came out when it did, right? Yeah. They, didn't, they didn't decide to do this particular sort of style of storytelling um, after Wanda was introduced in uh, Age of Ultron, for example, right. eight years ago, whenever that was. Um, they didn't even do it after she blew up some people in uh, uh, Civil War. Civil War. Right. You know, they did it, you know, now after they had sort of told this Infinity Saga yeah. and, and realized, okay, now we can open up for, you know, some different types of stories. I am, I think I, this makes me really excited for the rest of this next phase of, of MCU because I think one thing that's really important to note you know, they've released a whole litany of, of, of properties that they're kind of coming out with because Disney is taking over the world or it has already taken over the world, certainly the world of entertainment. Um, there's no upcoming Avengers movie. Yeah. Yeah. Nowhere in the slate is there. Nowhere in the slate. And they've done, they've gone from all the way to like 2024 or 2023, 2024. Mm -hmm. Um you know that and that and putting the last avengers movie then coming out was 2019 yep so that's a good four or five years without an avengers movie which hasn't happened in a good decade 
So I think that's telling. Yeah, yeah. Um, particularly, so there might be more stories like this one. Yeah, and that's a good thing. Like Marvel's managed to keep growing uh, and not to beat a dead horse, but uh, DC doesn't seem to have, be able to do that. They just have to restart. They're like, oh, we're out of ideas. Let's let's spring back. Let's reboot again. Hey, hey, we can have uh, Martha Wayne and and um, oh god, and get killed again, and pearls fall on the ground. Yeah, I, I think DC again doesn't give itself enough credit. They don't have enough belief in their own library of stories, of which there's a lot of really great DC stories, and they could take look this. The <laughs> the motivation for this series was not one of the most popular graphic novels no. of all time, right? No. They, no, they did it, not was go a, that way. it was a limited, it was a limited like eight episode run. Yeah. Um, and they didn't take some of their most popular, they took clearly side characters from existing MCU, which weren't, I don't think those characters were very popular even within the side characters MCU characters. Yeah, yeah. Side characters upon side characters. So the two main characters are side characters. The two breakout hits, Jimmy Woo and Darcy, were super side characters. Yeah, we're just the uh, the comic relief in other movies. And, and, and to, we totally yeah, need to see them more. Yeah, totally. And to me, this just shows a little bit of faith in... Um, it, frankly, this is where like success can breed more success. Where Thankfully, uh, the MCU has been so successful that uh the people in charge are allowed to do things that they want to do mm -hmm. and uh executive like sure like whatever you do is probably gonna make money and that that helps yeah i mean i think i think we talk about like th there is certain a certain visual spectrum that the mcu allows for mm -hmm. so there's there's limitations with that we saw the early parts of this of this series kind of break out of that mm -hmm. and i think at every step, every every next phase of, of of storytelling, they have allowed for the expansion of creativity. Right. To sort of allow to, to sort of to to get out there. Um, you know, they started. I can't remember. So, you know, Favreau did. John Favreau was the or I think the original director for Iron Man. Yeah. Yep. And that's a very simple, um, well well told, but very simple sort of straightforward superhero origin story mm -hmm. to the point where we got with Endgame, it was like the Russo brothers and it was this epic sort of, you know, time travel, time heist <laughs> battle scenes. And like, it was part Lord of the Rings, part back to the future part. I mean, there were so many aspects to that, that film that it, it, it's, it's a, it was a masterclass in storytelling and sort of wrapping everything up. Right. Um, so now this is like this, this like intimate character study that just happens to be, um, she just happens to be magic. Right. Like right. it didn't need to be that. Like I said, it could have been, you know, a woman who starts to struggle with alcohol or she creates right. this fantasy world inside of her head as a, as a defense mechanism to deal with her grief. It could be yeah. all internal, right? It doesn't have to be this external world out there. Where and, and so this is where like I, I think it's almost like the show oddly enough even though it was the number one show on streaming didn't quite get enough hype where I, I saw some of the critical uh takes on this where like people really liked for example the um you know what is grief but but love persevering they mm -hmm. 
there was a very famous tweet at the time where a screenwriter said that like, oh, this is where every screenwriter is like, oh crap, like I wish I yeah. could have written that. Yeah. And then I, the, the backlash against that was like, oh, you should have, you, you should know something about screenwriting or I wish you had seen better things and not realizing this person is a screenwriter. Right. Um, that is maybe the worst take of all. Yeah. Of like there's nothing, it well, doesn't I, mean know, that other it, things don't exist. Like we can appreciate yeah. those things, but also like that we get this kind of storytelling in franchise stories. So I, I will say that um, one thing that certainly Endgame had been really good at and a couple of the um, other MCU sort of tent poles had been really good at as is giving the audience exactly what it wants. Yeah. Totally. Right. So it didn't do a lot of prescription in terms of how it gave the audience its story. It's like mm -hmm. the audience wants, you know, the audience wants Captain America to hold Mjolnir. Yeah. yeah We're going to yeah. let it happen. Yeah. Why We're going to do it. Right. Yeah. Uh, the audience wants Captain America to yell Avengers assemble. We're going to do it. Right. Yeah. Um, this is not doing that. This show is not doing that. No. Um, contrast it. I mean, I, I will say, yeah. you know, contrast it with another Disney Plus story uh, series that came out just a few months before was The Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. And that did a lot of the, uh, you know, giving the, oh, we want to have, you know, a Mandalorian fighting a Jedi. Great. We yeah. want to have Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Uh, doing awesome stuff. Um, we're going to do that. But this is, this is, this is almost like, uh, you know, I made the analogy before about um, uh, uh, taking your cough medicine. Right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This is a lot of that. This is like, we need you to hear this story. We need you yeah. to tell this story because it's an important story. Right. Because um, while we in the MCU don't really dwell on, like, there are, there are consequences to these, these massive events, mm -hmm. right? We don't dwell on, you know, the crew that's cleaning up the... Uh, you know, the disaster in New York. Right. Right. We don't, we don't talk about the infrastructure. Uh, we get a little bit of this in the, uh, this Falcon and the Winter Soldier too, like the infrastructure of what, what to do with everybody that blipped back into existence. Yeah. Where what? do they live? How do we get enough food for them? Right. Um, all this stuff, people are going to get displaced. So these shows are kind of going through some of the, the, the consequences of these great heroic actions, which don't always just result in, hey, we won. Right, right. And the overarching theme of this show is sadness. Right? You have yeah. sadness on multiple levels. So it's started by Wanda's sadness. Monica's sadness when she blips back and her mother's gone, mm -hmm. right? This returning to this world. Then you get Wanda again, like realizing she has to give up what she, well, she thinks she's recovered, but it's, it's not really true. She has to do it because of the consequences of her actions. Mm -hmm. And that, that's, that is the lesson at the end. That, uh, which, is also, which is also a great dad lesson. It is I a great dad lesson. I can't tell you how many times I have told my son, there are consequences to your actions. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, we, you can't get that thing that you want because there are consequences to your actions. Yep. It's like, yeah, we, we still love you. Yes. It's important. It doesn't yes. mean we don't love you, but no. there have to be consequences. There are consequences to your actions. So uh, that might so be my, the dad so lesson. That's there, the dad that, lesson. That's certainly the dad, the morale of the moral of the story. Um, what are we going to remember about this show? Oh gosh. Uh, so many things. I, 
I will, there's many lines. I think we've talked about them before. So I think yeah. that's what I remember the most. I really remember, thanks for choosing me to be your mom. Like that's. Mm -hmm. That's a great one. It's a great one. Um, I think what I might remember about it as much as anything was actually not the show itself, but everything that surrounded the show. Mm. Because it was like a week to week thing. Just there was a buzz about yeah. what was going to happen next. Right. And the buzz is not a reference to the uh, the hive or the bees and the imagery sure. and Mephisto and all that stuff. But that was part of it, right? Like every week it was like, oh, you found all these Easter eggs and there were all these articles online written about all the different things that somebody else found yep. and they were making connections. And it was great. And I love that about it. Yeah. Because even though a lot of it didn't come to fruition, the filmmakers and the creators of the show and the writers and everybody, that they all had a piece in that. And clearly mm -hmm. that wasn't put there by accident. It was put there by intentionally. Right. It just It just was a little bit of a red herring, but that's also fun. Yeah. Like, I like the fact that, you know, in shows that in shows and movies and things like that, where they just have like, you know, like, you know, anytime any somebody walks by a marquee and if there's like a fake marquee up at the top and that's super funny, like a like a fake movie or something, that's always fun to see. Like Simpsons are great at that, right? Right. Like just these little just little pieces of of humor that you get. And I think I'm just gonna I'm gonna remember the the culture around this show. And how everybody sort of just was like obsessing about what was going to happen next, more so than any show that I can remember. Yeah. Um, maybe, and I didn't follow this show because I didn't watch it, but um, maybe Lost was close to that. Lost had a lot. I remember it with like the numbers and stuff like that. It it lost Lost towards the end. So <laughs> my my belief with Lost was like I I was really wistful at the end because I liked the show. And I thought we're never again going to see this serialized format where um, the last <laughs> every season has less viewers than the previous one because <laughs> right. Lost would keep shedding viewers. Yeah, and uh, you know people got sick of it. Similarly, people are there's you know that there's still a Walking Dead. Yeah, I haven't. That, I've never seen an episode, but um, I was so wrong about are... Lost <laughs> because yeah. what's happened? All the shows are serialized now. Yeah. So, but I do think that the, the the structure of the show, where you you release one episode a week, mm -hmm. and um, you kind of have to watch it like right away. Yeah, you can't you can't let it just sit there for four, three or four or five days. Yeah, like I feel like even with Winter Soldier, I felt like you probably could have waited till Monday or Tuesday before you watched it. It wasn't as much of a mystery. Yeah, this this yeah, is all mystery. WandaVision, you had to you had yeah. to watch it right away. Yeah, or something was gonna you were gonna miss out on something. So I haven't seen the because final I, numbers yet on Winter Soldier. I suspect it'll probably have been more popular than WandaVision because it's a more straightforward action show. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, I know that it debuted higher. And it's higher. good too. I don't think it's definitely good. good. Yeah, it's good. It's, it does different things. Yes, and it, it, and it's not a slight against it. No, it's just it's, it's not as good as this. It's, you it's should good. watch it. You should definitely you should watch, watch it. it. But it's just it's this is unique and distinct and yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love that. I love that we got this. Uh, it's. Mm -hmm. Not not often, and uh, you know it's hard to get something that connects to twenty something plus movies in media, yeah. and media, and you can get all that together. And I think it's hard to sort of do the cross generational um, tributes to TV that it did, mm -hmm. because the sitcom is basically a dead. Nowadays, it's kind of a dead um, 
genre, right? Like you don't have a lot of sitcoms out there anymore. They're just not as big. There's some good yeah. ones for sure, but they're on streaming services. So I like Mythic Quest. That's a, okay. that's a, that's a good show. Ted Lasso. Well, we had we Ted Lasso like. last year. Yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't huge, right? The, first no. of all, not that many people have Apple Plus. Right. Uh, they're all these little niche, almost like indie hits. Mm -hmm. Each one of them is a hit and the people that watch it like it. Yeah. Well, it's so that's not a, like so, Modern Family. So, so and that's interesting. So and that brings me to uh, another question I have here. Um, so, you know, we talk about this being a character study and a, and a kind of a, um, almost a philosophical study on grief mm -hmm. show. Um, what, what are the other sort of genres of movies or TV shows that Marvel could explore in telling their superhero shows. So, you know, we've talked about this before, but, you know, Winter Soldier is basically a spy movie. Yes. Uh, Ant-Man is a heist movie. Um, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy is basically a comedic space opera. Right. Um, you know, what, and this is a, you know, this is a, a, a character study. Yeah. You know, is there, is there a way to do indie mumblecore? Oh, that'd be interesting. You could <laughs> like a like 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 they hire Wes Anderson to do uh, something, right? <laughs> I, I've got the perfect one, actually. Okay, the single season noir mystery. Okay, very popular in TV shows right now. Yeah, uh, it's a broad church. A lot of these British mysteries. It's sure. one mystery, whole mm -hmm. season. You could totally do that with superheroes. There's there's some that are just built for it. Yeah, right. um, maybe that's what they end up doing with like, I think they're doing Moon Knight. That might be Moon Knight might be that. It might be a yeah. single a single mystery across all of the episodes. Yeah, yeah. That's the most natural one, I think. That's that's right there. Yeah. I hope they don't hit too many of the tropes, like, oh, it's a detective and he's got some trauma. Like, I, I hope they're not <laughs> too on the nose, but the format of one mystery is a lot of fun. Like, that's there's a lot you could do there that without being too troperific. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, you know, like, like, is there, is there a, is there a, and they even thought about this, you know, when, when, when it was in development, not the, the not the creators of the show, but like a lot of people were speculating is, is WandaVision going to be like a rom-com? Mm. Is there a, like, could, you know, could they turn, you know, Ant-Man and the Wasp into like a romantic comedy? Yeah. That, that a, a like very, that. an act, cause this one was a show about grief tied up in sitcoms you could actually just go straight sitcom right because they've 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 spe done some speculation that like the the, the dr strange sequel is going to be a little bit like a, a going to have some horror elements to it mm -hmm. um so yeah i mean it seems like their their ability to and, and, and this might be their biggest strength is to is to do you know superhero genre stuff but not just limit it to the same kind of superhero genre stuff right that we've been seeing since you know 1978 or whatever the first superman movie came out yeah and marvel seems to really have a good handle on that and they yeah they've hired a, they figured out how to bring in different styles different directors different creatives and just really focus on different creative storytelling and mm -hmm. that's what's made yeah. it a lot of fun yeah because i mean for the spider-man movies they basically they're they're teen movies Oh yeah, it's great. Could come right out of Ferris Bueller type stuff. Yeah, right? I love it. It's the best. That's uh... yeah. 
it's, uh, it's it's gotten us through a lot of a lot of stuff over the last decade plus totally all right oh, man we did it we did it amazing nine episodes nine episodes we spent more time talking than they spent entertaining us yep <laughs> i hope you were entertained listen, i hope you were entertained this was a long episode it was a it was a great series uh again thumbs up however we want to you know yeah all right well now that we're at the end do we have a dad pod of the week jimmy woo i think it's got to be jimmy woo as the sum jimmy woo. for the, he the, does the, up the close, show he does the up close magic which is very daddish very daddish yep mm, i think yeah. he counts I, I do think he counts i don't do up close magic but i can juggle mm. all right not bad Okay, that's so it. Jimmy Woo, I, I have no idea like what his actor's name is. I I've forgotten as well. Yeah. Anyway, Jimmy Woo. Woo. Okay. Well, thank you, Shane. <laughs> thank you, Michael. <laughs>